Welcome to a special edition of Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we are collaborating with the Enthuse Foundation, who supports female entrepreneurs through education, mentorship, and grant funding. Today, our guest is one of the finalists in the 2023 pitch competition. Ashley Sankar is the founder and CEO for 1920, a company that has developed a unique convertible jacket, the WinPro. We're going to share her journey into entrepreneurship and how she has created a business out of her passion for fashion and travel. First of all, congratulations, Ashley, on becoming a finalist in this year's Enthuse Foundation pitch competition. Thank you so much. Super exciting and, and awesome to be a part of this. Well, why don't we start with your great idea and why you developed the jacket? Most definitely. So me, myself, I travel all the time. Um, I work, I'm always on the go. And so I find myself carrying a lot of things in my hand. Uh, when I travel, my bags would always be over the way and I'm trying to find a way to really get my life together. And so I developed this coat that turns into a tote bag and it also turns into a pillow and a blanket uh, whenever we leverage different materials. And that gives you versatility. It helps you feel like you're more put together. And you're not always arriving places with a lot of things in your hand and feeling like you're unorganized. And that's how I actually came up with this idea. So when did you actually go to market? Because I mean, business innovation and getting a product from your concept to marketplace is quite a journey. So give our viewing and listening audience a little bit of an idea as to how did you go to market? Most definitely. So myself, I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. I've, I've come up with a couple ideas in the past, but I never felt like anything made enough of an impact to bring it to market. I feel like there's a lot of things in the market and I wanted something that made an impact. And so uh, we actually started our kind of uh, business back in 2018. However, we did not start selling until 2022, the end of last year. I did a lot of prep work. I applied for my utility patent. Uh, we had that issued. We did a couple of road shows. And then we decided just in two short months after we did our first exposure to actual people, hey, you know, we think people actually like this product. They need this product. We got a lot of good feedback. And so we've only been in business uh, just short of uh, nine to 10 months now. Well, that's pretty amazing. Now, I love the idea that you went to market. You sort of did some uh, product testing with your consumer base. But tell us a little bit about getting the utility patent, because that's a whole other kettle of fish when we start. You know, is it an international patent? Yes. Okay. So our first parent patent is uh, issued by the WPO, which is the World Patent Organization. And myself, I, I do not come from fashion, right? I actually kind of have a STEM background, um, have always been in the corporate world, but I do understand how important it is that when you have an idea to protect it. Mm -hmm. And so I was very strategic on not showing my product to anyone. I worked on it and worked with my supplier for about two years. Um, prototyping it and never showed it to anyone, uh, which is really difficult in today's day and age of social media where you want to show. Um, but that can put your patent in jeopardy because when they go through that process, if they find that it exists, you will not be awarded that patent. Um, really? But I do not have a, yes, exactly. Wow. Um, but I do not have a background um, in anything patent law. Uh, but I am really good at research. And so I leveraged some third-party platforms to find lawyers to actually help me get my patent. 
uh, and I was able to save a good amount of money through through actually doing that. Tenacity, having some tenacity to figure it out, right? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> so you, I know that you've mentioned that you didn't have a background in fashion, but I know you have a passion for fashion. So you yes. know, for those in our viewing and listening audience who are sitting there thinking, well, like, how did you, how did you go from being a corporate leader into an entrepreneur? So give us a little bit of an idea as to your bio. You know, how did you get to where you are now with this wonderful idea? Yeah, most definitely. So my background is in supply chain and logistics. Um, and the bulk of my experience was with the United States Army. I was an Army logistics officer for nine years. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> wow. So you would so say, so what fashion does she know? She wore a uniform for nine years. <laughs> that is correct. But a girl can dream, right? A girl can dream. Hey, listen, um, you have to have the fashion after work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I knew what it was to build something and to execute. That's what I knew how to do. And I have this passion for fashion. I love all sorts of styles. I'm very creative. Um, and that was kind of a part of my decision to branch outside of the military and see what I would really be able to do. And so I would say, you know, if you have that tenacity, like you mentioned, and you do have an idea and you're able to be bold, don't be afraid of not having that background. There's so much information out today that it's definitely possible. You know what I loved is you referenced that this is not your first great idea. And, you know, what I think is really important for people to understand is it's okay to fail, right? Yes. Yes, most definitely. So what do you think in your personality gave you the confidence to continue trying something new? And what was it about the jacket that you said, this is the one? This is the one I'm going to invest my time and my money in to take it to market. Yes, most definitely. And so I think the military definitely prepared me for that. We do a lot of training. You do one test, you fail it, you do it again. You do one test, you fail it, you do it again. And there's a lot of repetition. Um, also, my background, uh, you know, growing up, my father, he did not, ex he did not accept failure, right? Uh, you didn't do something right, you go back and you do it again. And so I'm never able, I, I'm never afraid to repeat something. Um, but I thought about this idea and I thought, does something like this exist in the market? What is the use case for it? Uh, can this be scaled at 10X? And is this something that I can protect? Because if it's something that already exists and I wanna come in and build on what someone else has done, I'm not sure that that makes the most sense to invest in it. But because I was able to take advantage of speed to market, uh, this idea, along with the interactions that we got, were excellent. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that you've been able to do quite incredibly, because I took a look at some of your online uh, social media platforms, and boy, girlfriend, do you have a following. I mean, you've really been able to create a buzz out in the industry. So now most of that, from what I understand, has been done without any paid marketing or paid advertising. So, you know, for those who are sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, sure, you know, she's had all kinds of financing and funding and she's been able to do this with all kinds of, uh, you know, help and support. Now, tell, give us a little bit of insight into how you were able to market and create all of those passionate followers on your, on your various social platforms. 
Most definitely. So what I'll say, starting out in the beginning, I uh, when I first started, I was working with my my sister, and I was able to leverage her viewpoint of some of these new social platforms. Right when we look at some of them, it's it's almost like certain demographics live on different markets. Um, and to start, I was not really uh, into social media. I was on there, but I didn't know how to leverage it. And so thanks to my sister, I was able to really learn, okay, hey, this is how you market. Um, this is how you create videos and you just post on a consistent basis. Um, our first time posting, we went viral. Um, we posted a very simple, quick, to the point clip that showed this jacket being transformed in our biggest market where all of our customers actually come from, which is New York City, um, even though we have customers all over the world and it went viral. That video has 70 million views to this day. Whoa! Um, 70 million views and we just skyrocketed with that and I've had a lot of viral success since. So we have really leveraged people and just connecting on these platforms without ads. I don't have anyone on my team yet that knows how to run ads. And I feel like without that expertise, it's almost like gambling in a way where you don't really know what the outcome is gonna be, but you can post on social media for free and you can get free feedback from customers. So what what do you attribute the going viral? I mean, 70 million views is a significant number of people that actually, what, what platform did you use in order to get those views? So um, across uh, between Instagram and TikTok, Instagram got 70 million views, 2.5 million likes, and people are still liking the video to this day. Wow. And then on TikTok, the video got 6.6 6 million views and 1 million likes. And wow. yes, exactly. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously unbelievable. What do you attribute that success to? I mean, what was it about the video that you think attracted seven, over 70 million viewers? So we believe what attracted this many viewers is A, this is something they've never seen before. And B, it was something that they could see themselves actually using in their everyday life and yeah. being able to really get value out of it. Um, and it was the time of a perfect storm. We had a puffer coat that converted into a tote bag. Someone was in New York where you walk all the time. It was cold and it was a product that no one had ever seen before, which is the perfect storm. Wow. Well, you know, congratulations to you and your sister with, you know, very little marketing experience being able to cup come up with something that actually got you that much attention is really quite incredible. So uh, kudos to you for, I mean, seriously, I would say don't get a marketing team at this point. I mean, you guys are doing great on your own. Um, so that, that's, that's really a feat and an accomplishment in itself. Now tell me a little bit about your team, because, you know, we know that in North America, 80% of the new business is coming from entrepreneurs with less than five employees. So I'm sure you fit within that category. So give us a little bit of background into your team. Who's supporting you behind the scenes? Yeah, most definitely. So um, currently it is just uh, myself mm -hmm. and my husband. Uh, my sister would work with us from time to time. Um, and that's it. Um, I do leverage a lot of uh, freelancers on platforms like Fiverr and Upwork. Uh, that's where the bulk of my team comes from, from building my website, 
graphic design, SEO, everything that I need done, I, I contracted out uh, just because we wanted to really focus on building the foundation of the business before coming in and hiring a bunch of people and not knowing how it would go and then potentially having to let them go. Yeah, you know, that's a really wonderful way to, it's collaboration, right? I mean, you can't yes. do it alone. You've got to leverage the people who know what you don't know. And there are a lot of really wonderful platforms available for, for you to tap into. And you've mentioned a few. So that's a really wonderful way to gain that experience without having to sort of relearn or re reinvent the wheel, right? Most definitely. Now, have you ever had a mentor? Did Was there someone that you connected with along the way that you shared a little bit of the specifics of what you were doing that gave you some of the confidence and the insight into the journey that you were getting yourself in for? You know what? If I did, I probably wouldn't have did it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but trial no, and error is sometimes best, right? <laughs> 100%. You know, yeah. the less you know, the less you fear. Yeah. Um, and, and so what I would say is no, right? As of recent, we have brought on through some connections that we met an advisor, but we did not have one. And I would say that is something that, you know, looking back, I would have engaged sooner. I wouldn't have okay. waited until, you know, hey, okay, what's next? What's next? Or, you know, now we're trying to grow. We're trying to scale. How can we, um, you know, start to fundraise and things like, these are things I don't have any experience with. So it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of research that I had to do, um, and it was a lot of learning on the job, and you know, unfortunately. That's not a bad thing, right? I mean, because right. I loved your reference to sometimes it's better not to know because then you don't have the fear. Yes, exactly. Because right? fear exactly. stops us in our tracks, right? I mean, nobody wants to fail. So especially no. when you're putting a lot of time, energy, expertise, and money into a startup. The last thing that you want to do is, I mean, no one starts to fail, but, you know, you have to be able to pivot and make the changes along the way based on the feedback that you're getting. So exactly. in terms of that, that amazing video that you had where you had all those likes and comments, has there been one particular way in which you've been able to connect with your target market where you got direct feedback on the product? So that video, we got a lot of feedback and okay. and a lot of the videos that we post we do um as of recent i went viral on youtube we hit 13 million uh got a lot of feedback there we hit a million last week got feedback on that um we get a lot of feedback and that's what's so good about building a community online right. is you're able to get real feedback if you have a small platform and you just you know run ads you're not going to get real feedback on hey can you add this can you add that and so because we have such interactive customers and they're very supportive we have now with our new jacket that's coming out from last year we've improved it by 150 percent right wow. and that was yes that was just because we wanted to give our customers what a good product for. yeah yes, and give exactly. them what they're asking for i mean if they're making a commitment to you by providing their feedback it you know kudos to you for taking that feedback and actually implementing it into the product because that only means that it's going to be better you're going to sell more your exposure is going to grow and before you know it you're going to have a large team helping you to support all these efforts because of the numbers that you're that you're being able to ship right exactly and you're able to maintain your customers trust right which is hugely important especially in a short period of time
Yes. Now, how did you hear about the Enthuse Foundation? Because clearly you're going to be going to New York City in a few weeks and you're going to be presenting your pitch on your great idea. How did you even hear about them and their grant opportunities? Yeah, most definitely. So I heard about it on a website called Gust. Um, and I actually was getting emails all the time saying, hey, here's an opportunity. Um, if you fall in these categories, you can apply for this. And one day I just came across the opportunity for Enthuse um, and I had just a small uh, time frame to apply. Um, and, you know, one thing that they don't tell you about, you know, when starting a business is how many no's you're going to hear, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm oh, used yeah. to in live hearing no's, but I'm like, come on, you know, like we have all this, you know, people love the product. So I applied not really having any hopes of getting selected. I'm just like, okay, you know, we'll see. Nothing um, better, so nothing gained, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so when I got the call, I was like, is this spam? I had no idea, you know? Um, but I, when I read through about Enthuse, I knew it was an excellent opportunity. New York is basically our home um, for the product. And so we are just super excited to be um, getting to compete. Oh, I bet. And you know what? I mean, I'm sure you feel like you've won already, right? Yeah. Like just the exposure that you're getting and the connections that you'll be able to make through the Enthuse Foundation and the folks that are supporting them is going to be worth its weight in gold when you think about it, right? Yeah. I mean, to be definitely. able to connect with like-minded entrepreneurs and to be able to share not only your great idea, but the experience of being a small business owner is, um, you know, I guess that's where the education and the mentorship comes in, right? Being able to share is really very important. Most definitely. Now, one of the things that we ask folks to do is uh, in our guest blog. So we have a, a platform where we share um, stories from business leaders internationally is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And for those who are in our viewing and listening audience and who are maybe thinking about starting a business or are taking their company to the next level, what would your three words of advice be? Yeah, most definitely. So I would say you, in order to be successful in business, you need to be okay with going at it alone. And that doesn't mean doing everything by yourself. There's a difference between going forward alone and doing everything by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, when you say something about going forward alone, that means, you know what, even if I don't have my current support system around me, I'm still going to go forward. Even if my parents don't support me, my best friend doesn't support me, my job doesn't support me, I am going to go forward and I am still going to try to make this happen. Now, when you say you don't have to do it by yourself, that means, you know what, if you don't have the support and the backing of your friends and your family, who can support you? There are people that will support you. That's one thing that we have found is our followers online have been so supportive and these people do not even know me. Um, they have been our cheerleaders from day one. And when people see a product that they like and they see you behind that product, they believe in you and that really can be fuel to keep you going. And so I would say be okay with doing things alone. I know a lot of people sometimes start businesses with friends. Maybe they even you know started out with family and sometimes people, they 
life gets busy, they maybe lose interest. Uh, a lot of people burn out. Um, but you have to be sure about it and be okay going at it alone, knowing that there are other people that will help you. They may just not be the same people that you started the process off with. You know, that's a really good point because um, there's a lot of change that happens in the first three to five years of any business, right? Yes. And so to your point, you know, who started on the journey with you at the very beginning, you may have got all that you needed to learn from them and then they move on to something else and someone else will come into the fold to help you out. So that's really great advice. Now, I would like for you to share with our viewing and listening audience how folks connect with you. I mean, the, I'm sure everybody who's listening is saying, hey, I want to get involved in this uh, opportunity to provide feedback. And so how many platforms are you on and how do folks connect with you? Yeah, most definitely. So we are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And when you get on our website as well, you can find us. You can email us. Um, our Instagram platform is hey1920. Um, and it's like hey, H-E-Y. Um, but the name of the business is 1920. And we welcome all sorts of comments, feedbacks. We answer all of our DMs. That's one thing that people be like, this company is amazing. I literally just DM them something and said, hey, are you coming out with a new coat this year? And we just tell them, yes, we are, you know? So we're very open to feedback. We love even constructive criticism. Um, we welcome it all. Um, and so feel free to connect with us on any of those platforms, email or, or DM and we'd love to hear from you. Well, one of the things that we'll do, um, Ashley, is we'll send the in the description portion below on both the video file and the audio uh, podcast, we'll ensure to include all of your contact information. So those folks who are listening to us and our discussion and want to connect with you can certainly do that. Um, and we'll make it really convenient for them. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really want to thank you for spending some time with us because, you know, it's uh, what the Enthuse Foundation is doing is really wonderful for uh, startups and for women in business. And mm -hmm. I know that you've really taken a leap of faith to step outside your comfort zone and pursue something that you really feel uh, very solid and positive about. And I mean, the success that you've had so far just speaks to your concept and the fact that growing your business and becoming more successful through time is something that you're definitely going to enjoy. So we certainly wish you all the best and uh, certainly with the competition, of course, but just in business in general, I can tell the passion that you have comes through um, and the way that you speak about what you're doing. And we certainly wish you all the best. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. Oh, our absolute pleasure. And to you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us today for this special edition of Keeping It Real with a behind the scenes look into business ownership and breaking barriers to success. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, and I'd like to extend, extend a special thank you to the team at the Enthuse Foundation for all the work they do to support business innovation and the journey to success. You may visit them on their website and their contact information will also be found in the description portion below. This special edition is a great example of our mission for collaboration over competition. And I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, and visit our website, shareyourstories.online, where we feature business stories from international entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders while celebrating their great ideas. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time for another edition of Keeping It Real.